I wore out my elbow hmm. from typing. Just a lot of typing. Do you ever think about how, um, how shit Alice in Wonderland like the Disney movies? No. It's fine, but like the fact that you get to the end of that whole ass movie and it was all a dream. It's like ugh. Well, it's not a dream. Yeah. We it, but it's not. Yeah. I do like in in the Wizard of Oz books when you get like a certain way into the books, it proves canonically that it exists. Hmm. Like her, pa- like Dorothy's parents just thought she was tripping, but then she takes them with her. And they're like, whoa. <laughs> Holy shit, we were going to give you a lobotomy or something for this. Surprising they didn't give her one earlier. Did... They were going to in that... In in the Alice in Wonderland sequel movie with Johnny Depp in it. Weren't they? We went and saw it in the cinema, but I don't remember anything about it. I don't... I don't... No. 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 Wasn't she going to get meditated? And then they fucking... And then she goes through the mirror. And the Mad Hatter's there, and he's Willy Wonka. But he's also Edward Scissorhands. Can we start this episode? We can. We have lots to do. A big day. And we're late. For a very important day. Ah, see, that's funny. Ladies and future boys, welcome to the School for Wayward Nerds, the only podcast created entirely by artificial intelligence. Um, my name is Toby Pollard, and this week... I mean, last week, sorry, if you recall correctly, we spent about 99% of the episode talking about the first episode of CW's uh, Batwoman TV series. I honestly don't remember it, and I think I'm okay with that. If you... Oh, let's see what happens in the first No, I don't care. No, I don't want to recap. She come back from the ice, and um, she's got a stepsister, and she has a different sister, but different sister's bad, and then she, like... Grabs the the ex lover and she falls back and the cape turns into like an airbag for and she's gone the office on the bed. You remember? I mean, we summarized episode two in like a sentence. Um, but today we march forward toward you know into CW's Gotham and continue through the series. So pull up a chair and brace yourself with my producer Kyle. I'm braced. Yeah. Oh, this is the only way you could get me to be here. How do you feel? Pretty tired. Ready for all of it. Well, I just... we This will still have two more parts. Long, horrible parts. What if I can help it? <laughs> so, this is probably our longest topic, which is tragic. Um, And I've just finished, like, the end of what we'd, will be part three. So I'm all sorts of emotions. Mm. But you'll have to stay tuned next week to see if I, uh, you know, really freak the fuck out or not. For now, we're just in the middle. At episode three. As you do. Mm-hmm. Episode three had a lot more going on than the second one did. If you recall, the second one was just kind of them reiterating that Alice is uh, Kate's sister. Mm-hmm. But episode three featured plenty of the classic CW family drama and what have yous. Um, it had Alice using the bat signal without any question to contact Kate and promising not to kill for 24 hours. Alice using the bat signal without any question. I don't know how she did it. Uh, to contact Kate. Again, no question. Not Batwoman, but Kate. 
Mm. Um, and promising not to kill for 24 hours or else Kate won't be her friend anymore. Nice. Mm. Uh, it also featured uh, Sophie getting jealous of stuff and being suspicious that Kate didn't take that crow job, if you recall. Mm. Um, yeah, whatever with that stuff, it doesn't matter. The main episode's adventure, though, is that because there, you know, there was a Batman appearance, mm-hmm. villains are now going to show up to fight said Batman. Oh. Mm-hmm. Including Tommy Elliot. That's just an important character. Do you know who Tommy Elliot is? Yeah, it's Hush. That's right. Um, so it was fun to see him here. Um, he's aware of who Batman is, okay, and he returned to kill Bruce Wayne. Oh. He starts. He, we see Batman's he's appearance on the news, and he rocks time. up thinking Bruce Wayne's back. Yeah. Um. See our Hush episodes. Um. In our back catalogue of, of podcast, because it seems to be more or less canon here, mm-hmm. especially because he hints that it was Riddler who helped him work out who Batman is. That's very rude of Riddler. Mm. Can't just be giving everyone else the answers. Spoilers um, throughout the series. I think this could take place somewhere in between him working out who Batman is and then the actual Hush uh, story, which is complicated at best. Um, so, yeah, Tommy steals a railgun um, from Wayne Tech. That place is just, like, revolving door entry. Oh, yeah. This railgun's special because it's powerful enough to penetrate the bat suit. Okay. And we see that with Luke demonstrating, which was cool because it was, like, vats in Fallout. Like, it was a decent camera shot because it's, like, it follows the bullet. Mm. You know, like, that that one thing that happens in the Fallout game sometimes. So I did that. Um, In fact, I I liked Luke in this episode. I like Luke in fucking every episode. He had this quote trying to get Kate to put on the, the suit and just go be Batman, because at this point she's still like, I only did it, like, one time. I don't want to do it all the time. Mm. And, you know, Tommy Elliot's going to steal guns about it, and <laughs> Luke's like, you're stronger than this guy, Kate. Go kick his ass. Yeah. That's literally the quote. Um, eventually, when all her family is coincidentally all the people in all the elevators that Tommy rigged to drop... Oh, I remember you talking about this. Just a weird coincidence that they were the ones in there. Kate yeah. finally goes full Batwoman, and I gotta say, in motion, I like the look of the suit. Because mm. if you remember in the pilot, the the cow's very like beach ball shaped, but once you throw a wig on it and cover it up, it's it's pretty good. Um, in the still images and promos, it didn't grab me, but I enjoyed the brief time we get of it in this episode. Um, it's not all great though. It's not all. You know, Alice licking cupcakes in Jacob's house and putting them back, which I thought was funny. Mm. Um, the timing in the finale is a bit tricky with these elevator bombs and such, okay? So, okay, I need you to follow me here as I explain to you a, a, a fair chunk of this episode. Okay, okay, I'm trying. The first elevator drops mm-hmm. and the wait staff inside get fucked up. Do, do they, like, smoosh on the bottom? Um, they're sort of in, like, in front of the elevator after the fact. Like, it's all, like, at the door, kind of. Okay. I don't, I don't know. They're alive. But the door magically opens and they get cooled uh, out. I guess. Um, okay. So the first elevator drops, wait stuff gets fucked up. Tommy will drop the other two if Batman doesn't show up right fucking now. Okay, right now. I want you to think about time as a, as a thing that exists. What if he's across town? <laughs> So what Kate, if he hasn't put on his suit yet? Does Tommy just assume he's always wearing it? 
It's not Spider-Man. Well, Kate is at the party. So, she's kind of there. So, what she does is she leaves. Okay. Right fucking now. She leaves, goes down the block to Wayne Tower, goes up the elevator and down the secret elevator, gets the bat suit, and builds a cosplay with it, gluing the wig on, painting the red bits. She then cruises back, and we get the fight that I liked, you know. Hang on. Mm -hmm. That's going to take at least an hour, if not two. Paint has to dry, glue has to dry, she has to, like, get there. Yeah. Gadget up. She has to do the bit where you put all the suit bits on and it does a close-up of the butt if it's a Joel Schumacher version. And you have to do back up the secret elevator and down the normal elevator. No, there's two. There's like a tunnel so you can get your little motorbike out. But you still have to go like in and out to get to the motorbike to take it the other way. Right? Batman needs to show himself right fucking now. No. (laughs) Okay, so, alright. You know, they have a little bit. Two hours in. He, she fired him a little bit, which I liked. The railgun is disarmed with a... Which is fine. Like, you can disarm EMP. weapons in yep. in the Arkham game. Um, But he detonates the next elevator, okay? During this fight, so that's... So, okay. Kate, uh, or Batwoman, gets hit by the blast because they're, like, on the rooftop next to the elevator, like... Yeah, recoil damage. The, the, yeah, she gets thrown as the elevator drops. Right. Right fucking now. Right fucking now. <laughs> Um, the elevator drops with Jacob and stepmom in it. Okay, it's going down. She doesn't like either of those people. So it's going down, is. but then Batwoman is standing on the ala, ala, the elevator in the shaft. Right fucking now. And uses a double-ended grapple hook to catch the roof of the lift, and then the elevator she's standing on also drops, um, and the other end of the grapple catches the roof, and... Um, Mary, Sophie, and Sophie's husband are in that elevator, but they got out because he just opened the doors and left because it's a broken elevator. Right fucking now. Um, We're going down. (laughs) We're yelling timber. So then the elevator she's standing on drops. Yeah, okay, so that's gone, but there's no one in it anymore. Kate then grapples back up onto the hole where the explosion happened, and Tommy goes to push her down, but gets bashed by Alice with a cricket bat. I'm not... I feel like this is maybe one of those episodes you need to watch. Well, what happens is, in that right fucking now. Okay, I just recorded. Apparently. CW Batwoman is literally a curse, a blight. A plague on both our houses. So, this is our second attempt at continuing this fucking episode. Because it crashed, we fixed it, we recorded for 45 minutes, and guess fucking what, listener? You didn't hear it, and it was our best stuff, it was our funniest stuff, it was award-winning stuff. I promise. You'll just have to take my fucking word for it. Not only was this a pain in the ass to watch, to try to understand, to write about, but just speaking what I've written down has also become an issue. This show just keeps taking fragments from my existence. In ways you cannot understand. I thought I got away with not being annoyed by this TV show by just not watching it. You didn't even participate, and you're still getting destroyed. The collateral damage, listeners. The collateral damage. The sins. The sins committed. Okay, so. (sighs) Take a breath. Drink some counterfeit Baja Blast. That's right. My drink of choice changed in the last 45 minutes. You weren't there for that part. So when we left, Alice bonked Tommy Elliot on the head. 
also want to go for fuck's sake. Then Alice is like, I did a murder. And Kate goes, she gets annoyed about it. She's like, oh, you bitch. Remember? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, she's very forgiving. Without her code and sense of military duty, is she not? Yeah, it's the character's entire personality. So by removing it, like, there's, there's really not even a point in continuing this because she would have been able to they went, solve all of this in, like, three episodes. They went out of their way to, like, make... Sure, she was LGBTQ+. Mm. Nothing else about the character, like, even was considered, huh? No. Except for the suit, I guess. Um, yeah, but Batwoman has officially revealed herself, so that's pretty cool. In episode four, quickly skimming past the family dramas, like I like to do mentally with our long CW shows, Catherine, the stepmom, um, is having Beth's grave exhumed, which, as you recall, has nothing in it anyway. I don't... I still don't understand why she's doing it. There's a couple of fragments from a skull, apparently. What is that? What she's trying to hide by getting rid of the the, the casket? But she knows what's in there, so why do you need to pull it up? I think she's hiding it from other people checking it. But then she confesses to it anyway. Yeah, within like within the fucking episode, within like minutes. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, she's doing that. Um, and, but then Alice shows up. Who is Beth? As you recall. Um, no, I'm with the dad. I haven't left it out yet. She, that fucking dumb motherfucker. God damn, he makes me so mad. I have to talk about him twice. Um, so Alice pretty much just shows there to let us, the viewer, know that she at some point was in cahoots with Catherine. Mm-hmm. Um, during this episode, though, Catherine tries to have Alice assassinated and fails. So she tells Jacob that it was her. She was the one who had the bone fag- fragments frowned, found. The bones was Beth's, is what she told them. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so she tells Jacob that it that it was her. Um, He gets mad. But she's like, I wanted your family to have closure, so I lied about your missing kid. It's very I married gold- you. It's very gold diggery. Even though she's the, like, rich one. I ain't saying she a gold digger. Mm, but she lied about your kid. Kids getting kidnapped and not molested, but fucking probably didn't say. <laughs> Let's just go with yes. We can safely guess. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, meanwhile, Mary is busy with a patient because she has the secret clinic. Um, and um, the patient uh, is the is the dude that Kate had been keeping. It's it's best boyfriend. Uh huh. She had him chained up for a week for questioning, and he is now going septic. Yeah, because he had, like, horrible wounds. The file or something. Mm. But also, like, I don't think he's getting fed or anything. Like, he's just hanging out. Yeah, she's not very good. Hmm. Isn't that something? Um, but Mary catches him in, like, a daze and gets a clue about a character named Mouse. Mm-hmm. Which, again, we love Mary. She's doing most of the heavy lifting for the All bat, the All bat family. All off. Yeah. Well, while Kate's dicking around with family drama, Mary's usually, like, actually doing stuff. Yeah. Um, And carrying the family drama at the same time. uh, She stays out of most of it. She's kind of, like, she's too level-headed to get involved in half of that bullshit. They're like, oh, Alice is sure evil, and she's like, yeah, you should avoid her at all costs. She's, like, a murderer. And they're like, but, like, family, though. Mm. Yeah, great. sure John Wayne Gacy's family are fucking stoked. So now it's for the villain of the week stuff for this episode. We get Magpie. 
We like her. Um, she's like the first thing she says is shiny, shiny, which harkens very back to the, where the Batman series, which the CG. Hmm. She was voiced by Chris Summer. Fat, huge tits, perfect little bob haircut, um, latex outfit. Best part of the show. Not a very good show. Zatanna was the Robin. Um, it ended. Do you remember it ended? Like it was not a popular show because it didn't use like iconic villains. Like it tried to. It tried to like build its own thing. It had like anarchy and Mister Toad and Magpie, but then it ended. Like, the season one ended with um, Harvey Dent in the explosion. And we assumed we were about to get, like, good, good villains. Face. But they waited too long to do something impressive, so it was cancelled already. Yeah. <laughs> Oopsie desis. Um, so, yeah, we got we got uh, Magpie here, too. Um, and I liked when she's coming down on the wire Mission Impossible style. And a batarang just cuts the rope. And she just kind of, like, f- like belly flops <laughs> on the carpet. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, and it leads to a fight between her and Batwoman to a K-Flay track, so thumbs up there. Again, the fights in this are good. When the when the Batsuit's in a blur of motion, and it's all cape and hair and kicking the shit out of someone, it's pretty great. So in other words, the stunt woman is better than the real woman. We will get to her when, like, the show has one fucking shining star moment. Mm. It's not for a little while, though. Bear with us, listeners. And it's very upsetting, though, because she's, like, one of the few characters or people in this that you like. She doesn't get called back in season two. The stunt character? Yeah. <laughs> well, she's busy doing every other DC property, apparently, as we checked her ID. Well, we're getting ahead. Um, there's, like, pen scribbles all over this because I've already read it, so I don't know which one I'm up to now. <laughs> um... So, I was worried that this episode would become that trope where a character has two engagements at the same place. I think Mrs. Doubtfire had to have, like, a dinner party with Robin Williams that one time. Yeah. Right? It's, it, I'm, I'm like, oh, great, it's going to be one of those fucking things. Um, you know, if you've seen a TV show since the early 80s, you're pretty much up to date on how that stuff goes because Batwoman and Kate have things to do with this jewelry exhibit uh, because they're showing Martha's diamonds. I'm just going to say that because... On our first take of this, it seems easier to explain it now. Um, you know, what saved this episode for me was Magpie's scheme. Mm. Because a lot of this show can be a little predictable and cheesy and CW-y. Mm. I assumed, look, they, they revealed that she had 3D printed uh, Martha's pearls so people would stop looking for them. Yeah. And I thought that was it. You know, Which if, if is a good plan. If there's no, if people think it's returned, they're not going to keep fucking looking for it. Yeah. Um, but, Proven by Catherine. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, but what she is doing is she used... Kaya can not confirm this, apparently. Um, I don't think it exists. She uses explosive 3D print. Is filament. Filament. I wrote ink because I, I don't know. Filament. All right. Well, some of that. To blow up each individual pearl and cause a distraction so she can steal a bunch of the other stuff at this exhibit. Very smart. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, she gets caught, obviously. The day gets saved, as you can probably imagine. My final episode note was Kate decides to get into real estate. And we'll um, we'll see if that ever comes up again, huh? She owns a gay bar. She does. The one building she has. <laughs> She's usually just hanging out in Bruce Wayne's office. Which, again, revolving door. Whew. They say a lot of incriminating stuff with that door wide open, frankly. Any, Good thing the show doesn't know if people actually work there or not, because if some secretary walks by, everything's ruined. Yeah. Episode 5 is called 
Mine is a long and sad tale. I stupid name. I hated this episode, but I wish it had been called Diners, Dives, and Dungeons hmm. because those are the places it goes. Nice. And you know that dude with the hair. Bobby. Bobby. That no. That we're on the wrong thing here. No. Oh god no. damn it! Why can't we think of this guy's name? Flavor. He goes to Flavor Town, yeah, but he's not Flavor Flav. And he's got blonde bleached hair. Does he have a Buffalo Wild Wings, or is that like a different company? What are we? Oh, this fucking show is just killing me. I liked his grocery store show. Okay, so um, fuck it. Um, so the main portion of this episode is a road trip between Alice and Kate. Um, as Alice talks about how she got to be, you know, herself. It's her origin sort of flashback episode. Um, so, Kara, obviously this question's already ruined from our first take, but when I say skin pirate, what comes to mind for you? Um, the inappropriate things. I th- because of the pirate part, I'm like, oh, this is like some sort of torrent site for porn. I mean, it would make sense. I mean, because of pirate bait, that's where my yeah. point. Yeah. Um, so, I, I can see how you got there. But no, nah, man, it's actually someone going around morgues and stealing some skin and flesh. Uh, without much mystery, though, it's immediately revealed to be Alice, because we learn that through Wayne surveillance. Ah, someone checked the security camera. <laughs> it was fucking Luke and Kate, it wasn't the security company. Well, they're paid to do it, so yeah. why would they check? Oh, and we we also obviously spoke about this, but I noticed there was a model T-Rex on the back computer. Isn't that nice? That's pretty cool, because the, the T-Rex has been in the Batcave for a very long time. It has been appearing in the Batcave. It's obviously a giant T-Rex, but... Normally. Smaller set, scaled down. I like that they bothered. Yeah. Okay? That was, is, it's a very easy thing to leave out, but by putting it in... Like, you bet your ass it is, because it's been appearing in comic Batcaves since 1946, and I don't think we've fucking seen it in a live-action Batman thing. I don't think so. Why the fuck not? Where's the big penny? I like there should be a big Joker playing card in some of them. I'm cool with that. Yeah. But the penny and the dinosaur are synonymous as fuck. Yeah. Shit, even one of one of the Lego Batcaves did it, not all of them. Yeah. One bothered. You know what I'm saying? So I, I did appreciate it here. I will. This show is a fucking ride for me. It's hard to deal with, and it's and it's so frustrating that it even ruins its recording. Um, mm-hmm. but I will give it props when it does good. Okay. Okay. Had the dinosaur. It gets one point. <laughs> She wants to go after... Oh, this is the other point in this episode. She wants to go after Alice in the cover of darkness so she can get the upper hand. Luke tells her Batman doesn't do goggles. This, of course, being a couple years after the weird dream sequence from the Justice League. So I liked to think that was a jab at it, which is funny. We're, we're going to put it in as one because then it gets two points. I just... I like the idea of this hanging shit on other things. Um, so we then got Alice and her gang and the power gets cut. Batwoman just beats the shit out of them and knocks... Alice out with a bow staff, just cracks her in the back of the head. It's pretty great. It rules, and she's got the night vision lenses in the cow. How do you feel about that? I, I, that's how I prefer it being done. It's how it's done in cartoons, comics, and it's how it should be done, and it's weird that live action never, ever, ever does it. It, but it makes sense, considering that he's supposed to have all of these other gadgets and stuff. Hmm. Like, wouldn't he, why wouldn't he just have, like, pop-down lenses? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Like, my example was why is like, oh, like, why does the lenses on the back cow matter so much? Well, 
Imagine Spider-Man's cow if the whites of his eyes were just fucking face. But that's it's the same as, as in, like, people didn't particularly like the way they did it in The Batman with Robert Pattinson. But I like The that. contacts? The contacts. Well, normally the contacts are essentially a part built into the suit. E- exactly, but in early years they wouldn't have been because he wouldn't have worked it out yet. Yeah, I'm fine with it there, but... Oh, but that's I, just, the thing. I just want I'm to see like, the lenses on the bat suits every time, and it's my favorite. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it would it's make sense touch. that he would have a camera or something built in. He works at night. Hmm. He is a detective that reviews what's going on. It's also full of walkie-talkies. And he knows how bullshit. to use may as well. security yeah. surveillance. <laughs> Isn't that so, that's a rare feat. That'll look good on a resume. No, no one knows what that is. No, yeah. So yeah, that was cool. Um, I liked having that. I don't like the idea. I don't like the mental image I wrote for myself of Spider-Man without having the lenses of his mask filled in. It's just mostly eyebrow and scared face. Yeah. He's in his dad's on pants. Oh, yes. Um, so from there, Alice is going to take Kate on a road trip and we get some flashbacks. We see Beth kidnapped by the weird dad who wants to build a skin face for his burnt-faced kid, Jonathan. Nice. I expected him to be Crane just because his name's Jonathan. But his surname is Cartwright. Uh... And he will go on to be a character named Mouse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mouse was who gave Beth the Alice in Wonderland book to cope while being like a dungeon Talk prisoner. To. Yep. Um, and he shows up at the end of the episode in the present, because they're buddies. Um, because the road trip ends at his childhood home. Um, Jacob and Sophie show up to save Kate. And do you know what Jacob works out when he saves Kate from Alice? Um... That his daughter was kidnapped? Would you fucking... I'm surprised he even worked that out. Um, I would, meant Kate too, by the way. Yeah, I know. I know that's what you meant. Um, would you fucking believe it, Kate? Alice. Right. Is Beth. Nah. No. No fucking way. We're four and a half hours into this show, and Jacob, smart security head that is replacing the Bat family in Gotham City, just worked out with so much evidence. So many people telling him the facts. That Alice is Beth. It's almost like he had DNA evidence, fingerprints, security fucking footage, people telling him. His wife telling him. him. Mm. Yeah, you're d- he's like, no, my daughter's dead. And his, his wife's like, no, bro, you're going you're gonna to laugh when you hear this. Funny story, I, I didn't make hamburgers for dinner. Also, I may have faked your daughter's death. Why are you mad at me? It's what is then what happens. Um, so, yeah, um... Fuck's sake. Uh, speaking of Catherine, you brought her up. Um, the other half of the episode has her tell Mary that she lied about Beth's body as well, which I love because Mary like starts to cry. And she's like, why are you telling me this? And she's like, oh, you're going to hear about it anyway. I just thought it'd be cool if I told you first. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, could have just denied it. There's some mistakes made. She goes looking for Kate to be drunk and upset with her sister, uh, but instead finds Luke. And a lot- those two are like easily the best portion of this show for me. They're, they're good. Uh, they're well acted. Their character characterizations aren't bad. They seem to make good decisions, which, which shouldn't stand out. This show. Yeah, so I liked having them kind of like annoying each other because you know she's like the social light. She's the um shouldn't have went to do the example because I couldn't think of the name. Uh, Veronica Vreeland from the animated series of Batman. You know, like the popular lady. Yeah. You know, and Luke's the Lucius Fox. Of the bunch, he's the, he's the more he's, he's the computer. He's a little oracle-y. 
Um, so yeah, I like those two. They don't get along very much. Um, I'll be judge, I'll be jury is the next episode. Mm-hmm. It begins uh, with a dude being electrocuted in a weird fashion, keeping with the strange details of the series. A villain that the media has labelled the executioner. Okay, he's coming after this man. He, so is he like the electrocutioner? That's kind of what I thought, because he electrocutes the first guy. But no, he's just like a dude. Huh. Um, so <laughs> he chops down a telephone pole with an axe. As you do. Wires it down. That's crazy. He then chops off like the side of a fire extinguisher with the axe. Fire hydrant. Impressive. Yeah, yeah, fire hydrant. Um, so the victim, instead of going left or right from the puddle, sort of like runs ahead of it. Because it's electrified water, and then he tries to ch- scale a chain link fence to get away from it instead of like going a- anywhere away else. Away from the water and the electricity. <laughs> he died. He goes on. He goes on steel. Yeah, yeah, he's dead. Um, and that gives us the villain of the week. And yeah, I thought it would be Electrocutioner, a famed bad guy from Arkham Origins that everyone remembers, the best villain of the game, <laughs> hardest boss oh, fight. Yeah. yeah, totally. Um, but no, it's an actual Blackgate Executioner who learned that he'd been killing specifically poor black people. They, they went out of their way to point out that they were like. People of color. Mm. Um, the uh, notes are behind the notes. Okay. Um, a few, like, corrupt white dudes have been, like, just framing people. And he's been the one putting them down. So he's upset. I Understandable. Uh-huh. Again, at this point, I'm on par with most people that are upset about something. Executioner, so, Mary. So Catherine's a little bit of a bitch, but we'll get there. Yeah, so, so he's killing these corrupt guys. And after the first kill, the police put up the bat signal instead of calling for crow security help. <laughs> and that, uh, Jacob gets his dunce cap and a twist about it. Fucking asshole. He sucks. Um, and the, the whole villain of the week arc wraps up with another cool fight between Batwoman and the Executioner. Like, they're battling it out, they're doing their thing, and then Jacob just kind of, like, toddles on in, shits the bed, shoots the guy. Rude. Well, yeah, because, like, he's got, like, a heart rate monitor set up to a death trap in the courthouse. So now Batwoman and, and Jacob are, like, caught in it. And it was cool, like, you know, Death Trap's going to harken back to the early Batman age, TV age shows. Age old time. Mm-hmm. Robin has to be eaten by the clam, if you remember. Oh, yeah. Right. Forgot about that episode. Uh-huh. So some other episode details here, you know, all, all the boring stuff that isn't Villain of the Week. Uh, Sophie worked out who Batwoman was. Not that it was fucking hard. I'm... F- I feel like she just goes around with, like, a neon sign. I am cat. Well, they have the same mannerisms. They're constantly sharing evidence with one another because I guess the script writer is a different... has it. I don't think he's differentiating between Batwoman and Kate. Yeah. So then when they go to film it, it gets all fucking muddled up. Mm. Kate Kane shouldn't have had that knife that Batwoman took in episode one. Yeah, how did they get it to each other? Isn't that something, Kyle? Um, they must hang out at the same gay bar. And they also know, they also share clues. Uh, what else happens? So, um, Mouse, he puts on a face and acts like one of the tech nerds who's upgrading that fancy railgun I mentioned. It's weird that that's the only way that people can think of a bat. But it also... Sh- like extinguishing a bat. They have to shoot him with the big railgun. There's no other way to kill Batman. No. And I was also disappointed when watching the scenes with Mouse because I'm a big fan of Arkham Living Hell. Mm. The Dan Slott book. Um, and the more mouse I see, the more I miss Jane Doe, the real villain character who puts on other people's faces and assumes their lives. That's his gimmick now. That's because he we can't in. have a bad woman. We have Alice. We've, it's we all can't have more. A bunch of them are female villains because it's better to see a bad woman fight other women. Well, because a man can't punch a woman. 
the hammers of justice are unisex, he says, and he fucking clocks that woman on the goddamn chin. That, that's uh, brave and the bold. Good. Just making sure you know. <laughs> okay. I agree. So, so Mouse worked out who Batwoman was as well. Again, not that hard, and that roughly leaves us with Vesper Fairchild, a faceless narrator for the show, uh, Mary, Catherine, Sophie's husband, and Jacob, being the only people who can't fucking work it out. In the in the entirety of Gotham. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is on. Yeah, so this episode featured a few good name drops, though. So, again, I will take the time to credit it when it's well-behaved. Okay, um, we have a uh, cop named Forbes in the GCPD who appears, you know, in other stuff. Uh, we have Rucker Avenue, Greg Rucker being the author of Allergy, the book that a good chunk of this is based on, but not nearly enough. And Jack Napier being Joker's real name becomes canon here, which uh, was made up for the Tim Burton film. A lot of people think it goes back further than that. It does not. Hmm. I believe Napier is a reference to Alfred from the 60s show. Probably. I think so. That would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and we learned that Lucius Fox is dead in this canon, which kind of surprised me. Um, do you have any questions about the show at this point? A little quick check-in, make sure you're doing okay. I'm not doing okay. Um, I've been following along better the second time through this. You had a practice run now. Isn't that... Yep. Fuck this show. I can't believe it's like haunting us even after I'm done watching it. I was so excited to be finished. Because I... Yep. As, we, as we said in episode one... There's no genre of entertainment I loathe more than hour-long dramas. Yeah. I, I just can't do it. They're so long, and so much of it just feels like bad padding. And frankly, they don't have the budget to stretch it an hour. This show would be way cool if, like, all the money they pissed away doing dumb shit was condensed into, like, short moments of cool. that, like, eight-hour-long episodes was better than 20 half-hour episodes? 20 hour-long episodes. 20 of them. I don't know. Did Smallville do that, or was that half an hour? I don't as far, remember. Because, obviously, Arrow did it. I can't think any further back. As far as CW... I don't even know what other shows CW are. Well, CW is just the network. I know, but they've, they've got a wheelhouse. They've got, like, a... Small W... Uh, small W. Uh-huh. It's Smallville like Big W. Smallville was 2001 to uh-huh. 2017. Yeah, I know that, but, like, how long did the episodes run? Ten seasons... Twelve if you count the two comic book tie-in seasons. We don't. Okay, never mind. Um, how long does an episode go? Well, you check that. I'll start talking about the next episode, which was a slow one for me, because um, it had no villain of the week, which is always the best part of this show. Um, that's that's what we like about all of these shows. I like simple episodic, like dope-ass adventures. To, like, Veer from that course, we're like, okay, it's boring. Do you remember when we were really into Fairy Tale and then, like, episode four started an arc and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa what are we doing? What is this? 42 minutes. Alright, so they're hour long with commercial. Okay. Well, fuck, it's been happening for a long time. Hmm. Okay, um, so, instead of a villain of the week, we have some assassins who are killing, like, other tech nerds who worked on that fancy railgun that people keep bringing up. Um, now that Alice had Mouse steal it for her. It's one of a kind. None of the other people who know the science behind it are alive to replicate it. Um, That's nice of her. Uh-huh. And turns out she has it for a buyer, but it's for killing bats, so she withholds a piece of its uh, gadgetry. Meanwhile, we um, we see Kate, um, and she's saving the day a little bit. She's training hard, 
um, which is cool to see, but she's mostly doing it because she's tense and upset because her stepmom faked her sister's death, and Sophie might know who she is, you know, about secret cosplay and stuff. Mm. Um, and it's funny, man. Sophie tells Jacob that she thinks that um, Kate might be Batwoman, but honestly, I don't know if it fucking matters because he denied Beth for a whole DVD like and a half of this show. Years. Oh my lord. Yeah, so, like, telling him anything probably doesn't... Straight over the top of his head, he's not going to catch on. He doesn't have his listening ears on. No. Um, yeah, he's got he's got Beats by Dre in at all times. He can't hear what anyone else is saying, and it's just blaring radio static. Yeah. Um, speaking of cross-security sucking, um, Sophie's husband, who I've barely mentioned because it doesn't matter, gets weirdly suspicious about his wife's forgotten love interest, Kate. Well, they do hang out a lot. Yeah, but he's... I don't know. He, he's got a weird vibe about him. I don't know. He's not homophobic. I think he's just mad that his wife wasn't, like, a... Like Celibate? A, well, she definitely kissed someone before him, and... How d- I, I can't believe this. Again, they're so busy dicking around in this show talking about all this dumb shit with Alice. Like, maybe just give me one sentence to explain what the fuck this guy's problem is. What do you mean just you let made me hamburgers know. for dinner? Just let me know. Just let, let, I wanted sloppy jokes. <laughs> I'm leaving this marriage. I didn't want quesadillas. I wanted toasted cheese burrito. How is that hot? <laughs> fuck, fuck these people. All right. So, um, so he's suspicious of that, and he starts like, you know, getting a little. He's not getting stalkery, sort of. Um, he finds out while sort of paying a little extra attention that Sophie is talking to Batwoman. Mm. How does he find out, Kyle? Security footage. He fucking did it. A he turned on a computer screen. A crow security guy used his security things. Fuck you. Maybe they just all forgot their password. And no one wants to admit to it. Look, none of them... The, okay, Sophie has dialogue. Jacob has dialogue. Her husband has some dialogue. A fourth guy later on. No other person, like, does anything in that in that company. And I don't think they know what the company is. I think they're just milling about. Hmm. They're just empty AI people. Just stuck in a room, holding paper. They, paper. they remove the holding... try from them. Yeah. Because just... it's the miller try. Yeah. They're milling about. They're just walking around with, like, a box of paper clips and just waiting for the end of the day. Like, <laughs> they don't actually know what they're supposed to be doing. I um, mean, the, the few scenes that I saw, they need some extra lighting. Yeah. So, what else happens in this episode? Okay, we see Jacob was the one who told Sophie to lie about the kiss and stay at the academy in the flashbacks. It doesn't really add anything. It just puts a little extra, like, dick point on his dick board. Because he's a fucking dick. Um, And we meet Tuxedo 1. Or Penny 2, as you may know her. Or Julie Pennyworth, daughter of Alfred. Not to be confused with Barbara Pennyworth from Batman and Robin. That film, huh? Remember that movie? Why did they give us Barbara Gordon and then just lie? They had... They had Commissioner Gordon Cannon. Like, she wasn't, uh, but she wasn't Alfred's daughter in that. She was like a niece. She was the niece because. Yeah. All right. Well, Julie's like Margaret. Her it was Margaret's daughter. Good old Peggy. Peggy Carter Pennyworth. So um, yeah, she's the daughter of Alfred that didn't get introduced until 2014. But I will say she did exist. This this wasn't a fuck up on Batwoman's part. Having Alfred come in a woman was built by the comics. Again, Batman timeline not good. <laughs> Alright, so she was like Batwoman's Alfred during the Rebirth comic run, and that's kind of what I expected. I think that's why she's here, because she's like a 
a name in the wheelhouse. It's it's, it's Generation 2. Hmm. Cat Kane, Luke Fox. Every bad character needs an Alfred. Dems the rules. Doesn't matter. And it has to be a Pennyworth. It has to specifically be some portion of Alfred. <laughs> By percentage, it has to be an Alfred. Um, Alright, so... They do the... It's funny, because they also do the classic Pennyworth switcheroo here, as we saw in the 60s Batman TV show. Alright, so Sophie uh, is hunting Batwoman, who is hunting the fancy railgun. She goes into like this decrepit crack-den apartment. Nice. And Batwoman's there, and she's like, oh, you're under arrest, because fuck you. Or whatever. I don't know what my I don't know what my reasoning is. Um, they're both looking for the railgun, and then Kate Kane just wanders into the room as well. It's like, hey guys, I'm not that character over there. It's like, why are you fucking here? That's more suspicious. Yeah. N- no explanations made whatsoever because suddenly, um, the Batwoman gets like shot by the railgun and gets blown through the door. I mean, through the door, through, like fucking through the brick wall and into the street, and is scooped up by Crow security. They're gonna take a crow shooter. Um, no. Nah. How did they know to be there to capture the bell woman? No, the black market dude had the rail gun, and she was looking for him, and they were looking for her, and Kate showed up. <laughs> no, you, you, you want ex- no. you want explanations? You know what, Kyle? No, I don't. I fucking want explanations too. I don't want too. explanations anymore. They're not coming. After two hours, I'm done. The police aren't coming to help us. They don't even exist in this. They have showed up like half a dozen times. No fuck shit. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's pretty bad in 60s Batman, because they're just constantly like... That's just because ah, Gordon doesn't him. feel like it. Ah. And Chief O'Hara's like, why don't we just like get the dude who's going to do it for free? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to risk my boys out there. Send Robin. Literally. <laughs> it's funny. Do you remember that one time they're like, oh, we're going to have to solve the case ourselves, and they like hold each other in fear like Shaggy and Scooby-Doo? <laughs> Fucking rat roll. So yeah, so Kate saves uh, the Pennyworth Batman uh, by shooting out the Crow Security's tire, beating the shit out of the guards, and getting Bat Pennyworth out of there. She survives, mostly injured from falling out the window. Um, the gun has been tampered with, like it didn't penetrate the suit. It was fucked with by Alice. But it's strong enough to blow a hole in a wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the only other detail, look, things are going to get worse as far as like how impenetrable the Bat suit is. Believability goes. Huh. Um, don't worry about that. It's only going to get worse. The other detail I realized this episode was that Vesper Fairchild does her radio narrations like over sweeping shots of Gotham. And it's, it, it really reminds me of, um, in Batman Forever with the radio, like over sweeping shots explaining who Two-Face was. Mm. Yeah, you showed me like a clip comparison and it's pretty like shot for shot. I filmed the TV, but... For emergencies, I have, like, the first three Batman movies downloaded on my iPad at all times. <laughs> so I just, like, went back to the footage. So we're up to episode eight. Okay. It begins with Batwoman robbing a Wonderland goon. Whoops his ass. It's great. And steals his jacket because his uh, phone is in the pocket. Who keeps the fucking phone in the jacket pocket? It goes in the pants. Maybe he didn't have pants. I think he had fucking pants. I would have wrote it down in my notes if he didn't. He's just walking around in a coat with a pants. I am mask. a woman that very regularly doesn't have pant pockets. No, he was a dude. He didn't sound like one because she's like, give me a jacket. And he's like, it's fucking vintage. Like, who gave you that? Kate? Like, Alice gave you that. This is your uniform, dude. Yeah. All right. So um, she uses the phone to track Alice's hideout. But it goes as Kate. As you do. Why, why spend any time in the cool bat suit when you can be an obnoxious idiot? 
But you wouldn't see her face if she was in the bathroom. I know we're paying for the face, but I don't care. It's not why we, the viewer, are there to see the Zubir. We're to see the Zubir. But I don't show up at Iron Man and go, oh, this fucking Iron Man guy, where's Tony Stark? But then they ride around it by showing a close-up of his face talking to the robot all the time. Yeah. Or like in Spider-Man movies, every fucking week, his mask gets punched off of his head. And we get to see Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, or Tom Holt. Remember that time we saw Spider-Man's dick? <laughs> what? No? Yeah. In the really bad comic that Trey made us read for the podcast oh, ages ago. And he had the little tiny people. <laughs> they drew Batman's dick way bigger when they did that. They did. I think he was circumcised. I forget. He um, was. That's cool. They, they, I found the picture. They edited it out. It's hard to get that version now. Um, like the only fucking group that actually keep their goddamn helmets on are the Power Rangers. And if they took them off, it'd be really confusing because all the Power Ranger shots are Japanese guys. From 20 years ago. Yeah, super outdated dudes. <laughs> but yeah, obviously she has to show up as Kate every fucking opportunity. Um, last, man- last episode, I did not mention that that mouse guy had been impersonating Jacob because I, it wasn't, I wasn't sure which scenes it mattered in yet. Yeah. Um... Yeah, but one scene that definitely was Mouse is uh, Jacob forgiving Catherine and agreeing to go to her Gotham Humanitarian of the Year award ceremony. Oh, that's nice of him. The lady who was mysteriously exhuming graves yesterday. So now, while Kate tries to reach a woman who's been killing the whole time regardless, uh, real Jacob gets kidnapped and stored for later. That's helpful. Kate works out uh, that he's fake because Jacob forgave the chick who lied about his dead daughter for like 20 years. Um, he also got a question about his wedding day wrong. Uh, this is why I'm always warning you, listener, to test your loved ones at all times in case they are fake. Hmm. All right. Kate tries to warn Sophie about Fakeb, huh? Um, and he knocks her out. So there's no stopping him from going to the humanitarian awards with Mary and Catherine. And they have like a little toast. They share a drink in the car, you know, family stuff. <laughs> Funny to me that the fake impersonating Jacob is the one that like... Spends any time with his family. That should have given it away. Yeah, that he fucking has any sort of, like, But see, he wouldn't know because he didn't check security camera footage. If he had done that 100%, it is not the same person. So Sophie goes on a whole journey of heartbreak with her husband, but we got other stuff going on, so whatever the fuck with that shit. Catherine goes up and is doing her speech when the teleprompter changes. Alice has fucked with it and has armed guards in the crowd, so Catherine better read what it says. Mm. She announces that she is shit. She announces that she develops evil chemicals and firearms with her company, and then the city pays her husband to protect them from said evil chemicals and firearms. They've got a good thing going on. Yeah, Um, the two of them can monopolize all over that place. Yeah. She announces that she faked her daughter's death and then starts to bleed from her nose. Down she goes, poisoned by her own chemicals by Alice. Not totally sure what Catherine does for a living. I think she's she's doing R&D for something. No, that's husband. No, no, head of um, biosecurity. Because she's the one that has the rail gun originally, isn't she? Yeah, I think I think she's doing some vague R&D thing. Whatever. So backstage... It's, obviously, it's not going to matter very soon. Uh, backstage, Mary stays with her... Her um, mom. Yeah, her poisoned mother, while Fakeb says, I'm going to go get help, and then just, like, leaves. Peace out. Yep. Alice rocks up and makes Catherine apologize for, you know, literally all the events of her life. Uh, because, you know... She did... People stopped possible. looking for her, and then she got, you know... All sorts of brain trauma. Yeah. Um, so Alice, so she does apologize. Alice says, all right, cool, and offers up an antidote in it. In, is it tea? That's little tea. Yeah. 
Um, it's made from a rose from an island from the lost year in Rebirth, which was a nice Batwoman uh, reference. Um, it doesn't really come back up again until the next season. That's fine. So cool. Um, but oh no, Kyle, Mary had also had some poison champagne with her mom earlier, so now they both need that antidote. But so did Jacob have some too? No, he just faked it. Because he's fake. Okay. Um, so, Alice leaves them with the single antidote, and her and Fakeb leave, and um, they leave real Jacob in their place, and with that, Catherine gives the tea to Mary, and fucking does. Jacob is arrested for the crime, and Mary is very upset that Alice was able to do that, because, you know, they should have done something about her sooner. I mean, she, it's personal now, she killed her mum and framed her stepdad. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll notice I don't mention Batwoman much at all in this episode because she's so ineffective. She didn't, like, pop up in my notes of important things to write down. Nice. Amazing. Um, so Kate and Jacob um, decide that Alice needs to be stopped, and I get exasperated because, like, everything Finally. before this. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. She's only killed half of Gotham. At a certain point, I check in her tally, and it's like, they should have cared sooner, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Well, you've got the old people. Mm-hmm. That she steals the house from. Mm-hmm. 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 You got Catherine. You just got like random people just around. Yeah. She lives like a Santoro character. The elevators. Oh, yeah. No, no, that was Tommy. Oh yeah, she saved. She saved the elevator people. No, she was like around. Who, who, who gives a shit? So um, she she booked the Elliot. Yeah. And um. Yeah. Like, it's so dumb that they are only just deciding now to care, and then if you notice the rest of the season, they don't. Um, but before the episode ends, uh, we see a guy I haven't seen in a very long time, Dr. Harrison Wells. From the floosh! That's right. So, with this cliffhanger of Harrison Wells, we jump into part two of Crisis on Infinite Earths. Obviously, the time it would take for me to context that fucking episode would be its own episode, and I'm already afraid of how many parts this will be and how many times we'll have to re- fucking record it. So, we will be doing a focus episode on CW events, just another time. Yeah. We'll come back, because they used to be pretty fun. If you, like, sat down and, like, you had to, you had to like, get your Foxtel box, like, recording them all. Because... I like the Super Friends one and Flash and Supergirl Hangout. Hmm. Because it used to be hard work, because, you know, like, Monday would be Arrow, Tuesday, I think, was Batwoman, because it was the part two, you know, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, The Flash, and, like, it's fucking exhausting to keep track of all of them, because they all expect you to have seen all the episodes before the event. Yeah. Ugh. Hard, hard, hard times. How many times did we see the island? That's right. Um, but my simple notes here, for now, uh, I forgot how much Le- Legends of Tomorrow's Wave Rider looks like, like a Power Rangers set. Um, I forgot the guest cameos in this one because this was like big on guest characters. Yeah. Right. You this had... is where like the mega crossover happened. Mm-hmm. You see Smallville's Tom Welling. Um, it's funny because um, John Cryer's Lex Luthor from Supergirl. You know the 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 guy from Two and a Half Men. Yeah. Rocks like rocks up to fuck with Superman and he's like, "You're not Superman." And he's like, "I'm a Superman." You know, like it's <laughs> it's like who the fuck are you? It's like Clark Kent. And you're like. Alright. Well, I'm just going to continue to hassle you. I don't even know you, man. Um, uh, we also see Brendan Ruth as Superman. Yes, they do acknowledge that he is also the Atom. Um, and I, I love Supergirl rocking up and, like, really complimenting... Oh, my. Um, the Atom. Being like, oh, man, you have beefed up. And then her Superman 
like from the Superman Lois series is like don't don't compliment him too much. He's he's he makes me uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like don't flirt with me from another time. Um, Technically, and, we are all related in some way. Yeah, so, so don't flirt. <laughs> and hearing Kevin Conroy's voice gave me goosebumps because I forgot that he was in this, so I had to sort of brace myself a little bit. Um, yeah, but he's a very he's a very emotionally defeated Bruce Wayne, and um, Kaya, KK just pushes him, and he hits a like a power box and gets electrocuted and fucking dies. <laughs> she kills Bruce Wayne. She kills the best Batman we've had of in, all, like, ever. all the terrible things that Ruby Rose has done in this role, that's it. And it never comes up again. Which is fucking baffling, because other shit from this event matters. I was like, yeah, it probably doesn't count. It, everything else counted. So much other shit counted. I just, I don't Even know. more ridiculous when she starts to have survivor's guilt about a different death. I'm like... But what about Batman? You obviously don't appreciate that. That's her cousin. <laughs> yes. Like, if Supergirl can flirt with the, her cousin, you can be sad that you killed yours. Sure, it's not your cousin cousin, but it's your cousin. So first murder. I'll give her that. Okay. Um, but that said, she doesn't really care about murder because Alice Cause does it as many times as she wants. Yeah. Episode 10, and it's back to the humdrum of the standard series. Begins with a runaway train. And that's cool stuff, you know. You got the bat signal and then motorcycle train chase. Use some gadgetry. It falls back into CW territory, though, because, like, the grapple she uses to, like, pin the train down gives... It's funny that that's an ongoing problem. Um, the, the grapple just doesn't hold on. Well, yeah, it, it snapped back. It does... Dude, we're re-recording... reality? We are doing a re-recording, and I could have fucking doubled... I could have gone back and got that thing that I was complaining about. Um, so now I'm going to do it, because I'm mad at myself. Okay, okay, I got images here. So, this character appears. He, uh, this police officer saves Batwoman, and then all the media's like, oh, I wonder if they should hook up. Because they don't know that she's a lesbian. See this handsome fella that they keep referring to as, um... He's not that attractive. No, 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 it doesn't matter. Um... Chris Evans. Yeah, they keep referring to him as Chris Evans, and keep referring to literally him as Captain America. But no, he is a guy named Slam Bradley, Kyle. So does that mean that the Marvel movies are canon movies yeah. in the DC universe? Yeah, I don't know. It, but look, I, that's not the biggest problem for me. What my problem is that that is sure as shit not my grizzled old private detective Philip Marlowe knockoff from the Darwin Cook Catwoman days. My boy. Oh, he's very sad. Slam, yeah, because he's fucking he, old. He predates slams. Batman. He was the type of shit that you read in Detective before 27 and everything changes really abruptly. Mm. Poor bastard. He looks like he's been slammed. Yeah, but he kisses Selena Kyle. And I like their relationship better than hers and Batman. He can... He has his pick of the litter, man. Let one go. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That Darwin Cook run a Catwoman, though. Like, it's, it's amazing. So, of course, I'm going to get defensive when they're like, look at this guy, we're going to use his name and not give a fuck about who he is, what the fuck he is, we don't care. Just his, we, we saw his name on a Wikipedia link, didn't click it, just wrote it down. I, I, do, I do like that they were, you know, probably in the office, and it was like that, how quick can you get from Batwoman to an Almon? Mm. Using only the hyperlinks in Wikipedia. Yeah, and they just wrote and they down just, names as they, as they were going, they wrote down that no, no, they didn't even write down names that they saw. 
they wrote down like the pathway to get from Batwoman to Almond. Yeah. So after, oh, sorry. So after that, we got Alice wanting Kate to be her buddy again, but she doesn't want her probably because she's a good guy now. That's that's why. It's because she's taking her Batwoman job too seriously. Oh. Nothing I've done. No. <laughs> so um, and we've also got Mary not wanting Kate to be her buddy anymore because her neglect of the law and constantly giving Alice more leash is kind of how her fucking mum got killed. I mean, Ma- Mary's poor Mary, man. Poor Mary. Oh goddamn. She just want to be fucking Flamebird. Um, so Jacob is currently in prison and awaiting trial, but as you can guess, not very popular there. No, because he probably put everyone in. No. Make sure this is recording, because I am almost up to where we was. Maybe I'll save. <laughs> I'm not saying that's a bad idea. Now, it's Villain of the Month time. The important part. This is what it's all about. We got ourselves a Watch Dogs knockoff uh, dog in Watchdogs being the key term here because the villain reveals themselves across literally all devices and televisions in Gotham with like a bull terrier bitmoji. It's a little dog. Puppy. They go by the name Terrier, but it's the fact that I'm looking at a bitmoji and having to take it seriously like cripples me a little bit because I was like, I didn't, e- I knew this was bad. I didn't expect to be walking into the emoji movie, okay? Nice. We're getting dangerously close. They were the one that hacked the train. They were, they're the ones currently hacking all of Gotham City's internet and television systems, and I think radio broadcasts, and they also dox the mayor's bank details. Nice. Put his credit card information and passwords up all over everyone's screen in the world, in Gotham. Um, so Batwoman tracks the location of this big hack, where it's coming from, where it starts, and um, she finds Sophie already there going whole ham on some scammers who claim that you know someone else was just piggybacking their setup. Sophie's very upset. Um, about, like, not finding the criminal, about how her husband dumped her because she kind of had a relationship with a woman one other... Before? Yeah. Back when she was a teenager? I assume those two had a relationship because, like, they they got married in this run. But, like, I had a high school sweetheart. Nah, he... Shouldn't ruin the marriage. He picked her up from the convent. That's why he's confused. Fuck off. I don't know. Um, Jacob told her that he was a sweet girl. Uh, yeah, and she's also upset that her boss has been framed and probably other stuff, but Batwoman and her have a little DM about wearing masks and being true to yourself and junk, isn't that something? Um, she doesn't know who Batwoman is anymore, by the way, but, like, this scene... I yeah, because Batwoman like, men- and Kat and, and her Kate. were in the same room. Yeah, but I had to, like, mentally be like, she doesn't know anymore, right, because they're having, like, this weirdly intimate conversation. Like, they forgot that that scene happened. Mm-mm. So yeah, Luke manages to narrow things down as far as this terrier goes to the school dance and makes an EMP for Batwoman to use, which shouldn't work on a smart hacker girl's phone, which is dumb, but it is, it's smart the, the workaround Luke uses because that's right. It won't work on them. Don't understand how that works, but she, she must wrap her phone in tinfoil to keep it protected. Um, but she'll, that person will be the sole phone user in the building. Mm-hmm. All the other ones will go off. And this kind of sums up the whole mixed bag problem I have with this show, Kyle. Batwoman drops down from this, in this middle of the school dance, and it's reminiscent of the Batman's entrance in Batman Forever, and it looks pretty cool. Her dropping with the big cape is always... Yeah. It looks dope. Well, that's the whole purpose for it. Because it looks intimidating. No, the capes were originally implemented in superhero comics because speed lines were dumb. So, so the motion of the cape shows you like where they're coming from. It adds an element of movement to it. Isn't that something? 
That's why they all got capes. Until the Flash, who just has speed lines again. <laughs> no capes. Um, so yeah, she drops down, and that's pretty cool. Uh, but then, like, she just kind of stands there like a fuckwit while a bunch of the students just start taking selfies with her. She's like deer in headlights. Bef- and, then, and then she triggers the EMP, and the place goes dark. She could have just done that the moment she hit the ground, and that would have been cool. You just Imagine, like, you see the, the, the red and black Batwoman suit drop, and then just boom, pitch black. Yeah. But no, she's just, like, on everyone's Twitter now. Oh, fuck me. Every time. Every how time it's will, almost great. How else will they know that Batwoman was there? Hmm. Well, they don't, because the EMP, like, destroys everyone's phone anyway. So it was superfluous to do that. Um, but... But she literally turns on detective mode, like the lenses come back up on the cow, which we appreciate. Um, it's very Arkham, because if you recall, that game has human eyes until you put it in detective mode and they're like, yeah. they come down. Um, I'm fine with that. And she sees an active phone through the detective mode, um, and we follow the terrier into the bathroom, and Batwoman like throws a fucking batarang into the wall next to her to show she means business. Which would be terrifying for a 12 yeah, she's she's a she's a school student because she is at the school. Yeah, but Kaya, 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 Terrier did all those things because she's gay. That's why that happened. Oh, so that's her excuse. That's her reason. Because she's gay. because I'm gay, I want to crash a train and dox the mayor and destroy half of Gotham. Sure, she ran a terrorist operation on a city train line and doxed the mayor, but she didn't want to come out to her folks, so she came to the big city instead. So Batwoman lets her go. I didn't want You know who else I, was fucking gay? I didn't want to give it away <laughs> to my folks, so I ran away to the big city and then tried to blow it up. Well, it's... When Jeffrey Dahmer had to go and collect a brain-damaged boy from his like that had tried to escape his fucking house because he was gonna get murdered and the cops came and they're like what's up with this naked dude bleeding from the head who's panicking and doesn't want to be with you he's like well we were like doing gay sex and the police are like I'm gonna stop you right there take your boyfriend go away I don't want to hear about it and those guys go down in history as like they probably could have prevented like several more murders but their homophobia like ruined them Batwoman's kind of doing the same thing here. I'm a horrible villain, and I like doing terrorist stuff. But I'm gay, and she's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm checked out emotionally I'm gay from too, this. so I'll meet you at the gay bar that I hang out with Cat Kang to give her all of her stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get a fucking cover charge for you, you dumb bitch. <laughs> Dude. I know that it's like, uh, the, you know, obviously I relate to your problems, but like, I don't even think she was going to stop that train. She's like, I was going to stop it, but like... Well, this is exciting. We're up to, like, parts we haven't recorded yet. Now, she, yeah, she claimed she wasn't going to crash the train, but come on. If for some reason you remember the Subway Scramble episode of Net Warrior, it's that, like, the two millimeters pop up. So I think it was probably a lie. Like, that train that Batwoman has to stop stops, like, a bee's dick from just a wall. I don't know why it was there. I don't know why the train line goes there. But I think it was a lie. There, was, there wasn't room in that to be a bluff. Terrier was on that train, she claims, but I believe she was either attempting suicide or just lied that she wasn't on the train at all because the fuck's a bad woman now? Hmm. At any rate, I have beef with that decision. Because she's a lesbian, having trouble with her identity, Kate just lets her go despite all the crime stuff. I just feel like she has no sense of duty at all. Like, to a hell of a fault here, man. I mean, she lets Alice go constantly. It, I... It just... I don't like it. <laughs> Speaking of Alice, 
Um, she's here as well now. Okay. Terrier, whose name I forgot, runs into her, like, on the way out of the bathroom. Then Batwoman runs into both of them too, and the twin sisters have a little fight. Um, I made a face during this because Batwoman tells the kid, get out of here. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I need, like, models to describe the issue here. Um, just, just picture this, okay? This is one of those moments, like the elevator stuff. I need you to f- focus on this, okay? We're in a okay. school hallway. Mm-hmm. Lockers on each side. Right. Okay. Um, Batwoman tells the girl, get out of here. She goes, okay. Runs. Directly into a locker? <laughs> no, into fucking Alice. Oh, <laughs> she runs directly okay. through the flight, like to the point where they're like this far apart. And she gets knocked out. Don't like schools have like entrances everywhere? Like couldn't she have gone the fucking way? I'm learning in America, no. I thought they just had doors everywhere. They're always shaped like the letter H. All the school hallways. I don't know. Running into the serial killer is probably not the smartest move. I would have run towards Batwoman, not away from. (laughs) Well, they're both standing together and she's like, I'm just going to bum rush the two fighting instead of leaving after being told to leave because it's dangerous. Fuck, I don't, I don't know how she, she did that. Maybe she didn't have a school diary on her. Yeah, she, she, she couldn't remember how to get out. She, like, brushes shoulders with Alice, and she gets got, because she's a dumbass. And I thought schools had multiple exits. Okay, Batwoman gets knocked out too, and when she wakes up, Alice has Terrier and a circular saw. And her yeah. plan is to get Batwoman to take off her mask, and then have Terrier hack all the devices again to reveal who Batwoman is. That way she has to quit, and Kate and her can be friends again. But if she takes off her mask, then no one see who Batwoman is. Alice still thinks that if she has to quit her job, then that that's the problem they're having. Yeah. Because she's difficult. Um, you think the exact same thing about the two of us. We should... We, none of us need jobs. Jobs is bullshit. Um, what makes me wonder here is that Batwoman's not restrained in any way. She could just slap the sore out of Alice's hand and that would be it. Nice. But she takes off her mask in front of Terrier because she's not very effective as a Batwoman at all. Because she's got her sign that says that she is Kate Kane. So, so even Terrier makes good points here. She's like, Gotham needs a bat quitting just because, like, a single nuts woman would like her to is selfish. And it's fucking stupid. She literally calls Kate Kane selfish for, like, not fighting this a little. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So the whole city needs her, and she's willing to just go, fuck it, whatever, I don't care. So... She says, I don't care, just it's do right, it. That's right, because nobody looks at security footage, so they won't know. They don't want to look at their phone. And she blew up all of the kids, so the people that could screen record it and post it on TikTok don't have phones. Oh, she blew up everyone's phones. Wait a second, she blew up everyone's phones. Only in the school. Okay. So Mary will see. Oh, no, that's cool. Okay, so. Unless she's at the clinic. Terrier puts the message on every phone in the city. Um, but Alice doesn't check what it is. You know, like, it doesn't say Batwoman is Kate Kane. It says, help 911, Alice is here, school, she's here at school being a silly billy or something to that effect, and Alice does not check to see what the message is on her phone. Like, she sees a notification pop up and goes, good. And puts it back in her pocket. Doesn't say shit, just says, someone should arrest the serial killer that I'm dealing with. Um, isn't that crazy? So, um... I'm not even surprised that you're lost in your notes. This is... Yeah, so, Bal- so Alice doesn't check, lets her go, and Kate does something she could have done at any point. 
She throws a device that wraps around Alice's wrist and, like, sticks it to the table. So she's trapped there. Handcuff. Yeah, but like a big staple. Nice. She could have just done that with a circular saw hand instead of, like, revealing herself to a villain. Well, but that's fine because technically Alice already knew who that one was. Yeah, but now Terrier knows too. Yeah, but Terrier probably could have reviewed footage. But she's gay, though. So it's probably fine that she knows. Yeah. Why'd she choose to restrain Alice after the fact? I don't fucking know. But um, Crow shows up because obviously everyone got a police notification about it. Um, and we can assume or flip a coin that she gets captured because it fucking never matters. She never... I don't know. They never really show her get captured. They always just kind of skip to when she's already out again. Mm. Batwoman goes to leave, but remember Mouse? Mm-hmm. He also had a detonator too. In case this went tits up because he's, he's relatively switched on. Um, he triggers it because the students also got the alert that Alice was bombing the school and they've already mostly evacuated. Again, weird because of the MP. Yeah, they wouldn't have him back on yet. Well, they knew, so they all left. Um, so the only person in danger is fucking fake-ass Slam Bradley. Batwoman saves him and the crowd wants them to kiss and she says no and we see the following day that she has come out. Batwoman is gay and I love the detail that it was put out in a magazine. I don't love that. That's stupid. But she did, a, like, an interview about, you know. Hi, my name's Bellwoman, and I'm a lesbian. That's literally the fucking, like, the front page. But the thing I do like is that it's a Catco magazine. Do you remember them? The, the It's the, like, weird older woman from Supergirl. Her company. The person who did the interview is, Car- is Cara Danvers. So Supergirl interviewed Bellwoman? Yeah, because they're friends from fucking The Crisis. Okay. Oh, I know who that is now. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm like, that's it's weird that she did an interview. I mean. Do you reckon the, she the, just called Car and was like, hey. Can you just make up some flavor. shit? I, I'm sick of being told to kiss the guy who's not fucking real slam bro. This is not kiss the boy. Yeah. But yeah, I do like the, like, in tiny scripture at the bottom of the page. It's like interview with Cara Danvers. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. Um, and the episode's cliffhanger. Okay, mm-hmm. you ready? A supposedly normal Beth Kane is waiting for Kate in the Wayne office. No. Yep. Um, how are we doing for time? 1.11, Alright, let's push it a little further. I'm not up to where I wanted to stop, but, you know, pacing is a whole thing. Trust me, I know all about pacing. I've watched it fucked up for 20 episodes. <laughs> That's why we did an entire part one of just like an episode. Hmm. Alright. But obviously this is where the next episode picks up. Matter of fact, the previously on Batwoman part is a fucking lie because that scene just keeps going. Hmm. It's so weird because, you know, ep- the one episode ends and it's like, hi, like like Beth's in the office and Kate's like, what the fuck? You're like normal Beth, you're not Alice Beth. And then, you know, the ne- it plays like the really bad end credit music. And then it's like previously on Batwoman and it's that fucking shot for shot scene again but it just keeps going i don't <laughs> i don't know um so yeah it's not previously it's presently on batwoman anyway kate goes to strangle this alice and gets pepper sprayed oh no and i was huh. i was worried because they referenced jane doe earlier they'd be showing their hand and it would be her mm. you know i sort of kind of assume but no as the episode rolls forward we see that this character this bethy beth is a remnant of one of the lost realities from the crisis event. Again, like I said, it all fucking mattered. Bruce Wayne died. 
at her hand. Okay, I was surprised it mattered. I really was. Um, this one comes from a timeline in which Kate went back into the car to save her sister, so she never went not so bonkers. Oh, that's nice. But that makes Kate sad because she didn't do that. She's a fucking shithead. Have we not learned that in the last yeah, we, 10 we episodes? Knew. We knew. She's surprised. So while Kate goes to Crow to see why Alice isn't in a cell, we see that Jacob doesn't want Alice interviewed because it's dangerous. Really? If you arrest someone, you do the interview. You don't just leave them in the interrogation room and be like, don't don't worry about it, don't look at it, don't think about you it. You only have them in there for like 24 hours. So adding, so let's add conducting interviews to the list of shit crow security the Batman replacement will not do. Mm. Right next to checking DNA evidence, reviewing security footage. But at any rate, Alice Beth is still sitting in the interrogation room and we get the main plot of the episode there. It's more fucking flashbacks to young Beth. She reads Alice in Wonderland. She gets a cat. The cat gets killed. And young Beth has to help make Jonathan a new face with her little delicate hands. Her witnessing a cat getting killed is supposed to be a big traumatic event, but it's like this dude's been like building faces in front of you. You really think the animal torture matters at this point? I mean, if they're making the face out of the cat face. Nope. Okay. Could you imagine if Leatherface kills a dog in the new one and people were like, whoa, that's a bad guy. Animal abuse is usually happened pretty hard. I don't know if I, you know, it's it's fine. It is my notes later. We'll, we'll I'll, I'll yell and scream and cry about it. Um, she comes out on the other side of this. I don't know. It feels like an afternoon or and an evening, maybe. Pretty worse for wear. She sees the Alice in Wonderland quote. It's no use going back to yesterday because I was a different person then, and she decides to be Alice now. Look, if you're into the show, this is probably a hard moment. If you like cats, it's probably a hard moment. But the show kind of paces things against the grain. See, they show the father, that August guy. I know his name now, so I can put that in my notes. We see him, we see this guy kill this cat to show he's evil and does not fuck around. But he has a child prisoner, is stealing faces for his child. And, like, serial killers often tortured animals in their childhood. It's part of the McDonald triad. Like, that's... And a head injury. That's the foreplay that leads to the murdering part. And a head injury. That's right. Frontal um, lobe. It's putting a hat on a hat to me. You yeah. know what I mean? For them to show that. I'm like, who cares? Um, I admit I also might just be grumpy due to watching so much of the show in such a short period of time. I might be getting a little picky. Yeah. So aside from flashbacks, Mouse wants Alice, uh, the Alice Beth, out of jail. So he goes and gets himself the mayor's kid and the police commissioner's kid. It's not shown how he does that. He just has them now. Yeah. So the police commissioner isn't using the bat signal now because that woman's gay. So the mayor's a homophobe? No, the police commissioner's a homophobe. That police commissioner? But literally any other motherfucker could work up, walk up there and just turn on the bat signal, apparently. So who gives a shit? Yep. At one point, Mary turns it on, Kai. That's how little security there is. It just gets switched on by people. Um, and, and he will, and, um, so Mouse will kill them if Alice is not freed. And then I get a double dose of bad Kate Kane. See, she's, she's talking to Luke about this current predicament, but is mostly complaining that in another timeline, it's proven that she had time to save young Beth during the car accident. Yeah, but you didn't. Luke points out that Beth Bess is back now anyway. Yeah. And the kidnapped children could really use a little of Kate's fucking attention right now. 
Yeah. So she races off to I go. Like Luke. He's, oh, dude, I feel so bad that he's in this. Yeah. Because that, as as an actor, as a guy, fuck, he deserves so much better than this, dude. Apparently, like everything about this set was a nightmare. Like it, it wasn't written good. All this budget was all fucked up. No one knew what was going on. And then the finished product was not at all worth any of it. So she races off to go do that, and um, while I'm trying to write down that she is too self-absorbed to be effective, she drives out into an intersection without looking and gets T-boned. Like, as I'm complaining about her, she just drives a motorcycle into fucking traffic. (laughs) Um, There you go. This entire (laughs) season summed up in one scene. Good night, everybody. Oh, my God. But by chance, I mean, maybe not by chance, but she just did not try at all to avoid it. Um, the, the van that hit her is driven by Mouse. Well, that's helpful. So now she's in the pile of folks going to die if Alice doesn't, you know, get let go. <sighs> Stay with me. It's, it's getting increasingly <laughs> harder. I like how frustrated you are. Like, I have to fucking watch all this. <laughs> at least yours I came with pretty pictures. Yeah, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't get it enough of the Batwoman too. That's true. A lot of the time, Kate's just dicking around. So, Beth Beth, like, you know, the, the Beth version, not the Alice Beth, um, shows up to Luke asking, where is Kate? And gets kind of crash-coursed. <laughs> like, um, she's like, where's... He, he's a little bit shell-shocked because, like, he was on the phone to her and then she got hit by a car and he's like, what the fuck? I left you alone for literally not... I didn't. You were on the phone to me. <laughs> so, and, you know... Beth shows up, she's like, where's, where's Kate? And she, she's like, he, he just kind of panics and he's like, well, she's been kidnapped. She's like, oh my God, by her? And he's like, you, I guess. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, you're, you're evil, kind of. So, um, yeah. Beth Beth decides, um, you know, if Mouse wants Alice Beth, then Beth Beth will cosplay as Alice Beth to get the hostages freed. What a, what a hero of her. Like, she's doing good. Everyone she's bl- been in this show for less than an episode. And she's willing she's to risk already, her life to save people. She's already better than everyone in this show. She's better than Kate. The, the bar is so low to be better than Batwoman in this. So, of course, it goes bad when she doesn't know Alice Beth's code words and she ends up in the boot of the car with Kate and the kids in it. The car gets lit on fire and now Kate chooses to spring into action. She breaks the zip ties that were holding her to the steering wheel, but she waited till now to do it, just in case. She waited till it was on fire with people in it. Just just in case what? What was she hoping was going to happen? <laughs> she didn't know that other Beth was going to do that. So nothing, I guess. She was hoping Green Lantern would show up and save the fucking day. <laughs> Alright, so. Okay, she impales Mouse on some rebar and he gets stuck in place and manages to free the kids and even gets a second chance at saving Beth from a dangerous car. She succeeds, and the episode wraps up with a couple of scenes, as they always do. You always think it's fucking over, but it's not. Loves to feel done, and then keep going, just to be, just to twist the knife a little bit as you watch the damn episode. <laughs> the Gotham City public uh, protest at GCPD to use the damn signal again, and Batwoman shows up, and it's a little bit PR-y for me, but the cape is cool. Watching her drop from shit is always pretty dope to see. And then Beth and Alice start getting migraines, and that's the cliffhanger. Why do you think that's happening? Because they're the same person. That's right. Um, <laughs> I mean, you've already fucking sort of revealed it, but do you want to leave that as our uh, 
suspenseful bit. No, we can keep going. Okay, great, because I got a bunch more pages of this. It's so hard, Kyle. You have no idea it's for so, the second time around. It's so convoluted and so messily written that it's hard to summarize properly. <laughs> because oh. you're like, well, why the fuck's that happening? It's like, well, it's happening because of this. I'm like, well, do I have to write that down? It's like, kind of, because it's not really important. It's never going to come up again. I'm like, fuck, okay. <laughs> oh, my God, this is really annoying. Don't worry, because we're about to talk about time and space and dimension hopping. Are you even ready for how they think that works? Bring it on. My time in reality hopping had me prepped and on the ball, because as suspected, because this reality is carrying multiple versions of Beth Kane on the, on the molecular level, they specifically say that. Like, the atoms are doubling up. Reality is rejecting them. Okay? You following me so far? Two people can't exist in the same place because they're using the same atoms. Yeah. Okay, is that are we, yep. are we cool on that? Sure, got it. I don't see a problem with that part. No, that makes mostly sense. Okay, good. <laughs> you need to hold on to that part because it doesn't get it's, better. It's the whole, if you go back in time and your past self sees your future self, should hit wall. Hmm. So, yep, I'm here. Okay, so the headaches and internal bleeding are the cells of both Beths fizzling out. Luke... Mary and Elseworlds Beth try to come up with some ideas, even suggesting a Nora Freeze scenario, which I thought was cool. They don't use her name, but like they hint at it, and I'm like, cool, Mr. Freeze's canon here. Um, but ultimately, one of them have to die, and I, the sensible gentleman I am, wonder aloud to you, to you, Kaya, if the universe is rejecting the very molecules, then does them being alive even matter? I mean, you can ask that question for technically anyone. Well, no, it's doubled up at the molecular level. And that's the problem. Mm. Does it fucking... Like, a dead person still has molecules and atoms. Yes. They still exist. Yes. So what the fuck does it matter if they're alive or not? I don't know. I don't either. That's why I'm asking you if you had any ideas. No. Okay. I, got, I got nothing to help you. Right, well, I was like, why'd they specifically say at the atomic level? They wrote themselves purposely wrong. Yep. Um, okay, so. I don't know, maybe the molecules are being used when they're alive? I don't think that's how existing works. Like, you're still, you still exist when you die. But, okay. While the big manhunt for Alice is afoot, the gang try to sneak the Elseworlds Beth out of Gotham past the Crow checkpoints, because obviously she looks exactly like Alice, she'll get arrested. Right. Um, I would brush over that part because it didn't really matter. But the guard who spots Beth in the back seat is like blasted back. He's like pulled back, and then the bat cycle shows up and fires like the bowlers to tie up the other guards. And I don't know what the fuck happened to that first guy. Dead. I don't know. How- yeah, but how did he move like that? He wasn't grappled by anything. Yep, he was. He was grappled by the grapples that never work. But it went, he was recoil damaged by a broken grapple. He got flung away before the events, and it was weird. So while that whole, well, that that's still unfolding, the episode actually began with uh, the Jacob story arc. See, he's in jail still, but talking to Gotham's really good plastic surgeon. Why there's only one, I don't know. He's trying to get him to testify, saying that someone could make a replica face and do the crimes. And I loved the, this doctor in this scene because he doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know that he's in prison? Like, he's like, no, no, he's like, that's some, like, science fiction concepts, man. 
But he has photos of the face itself from evidence after Mouse got arrested. He, we also have confirmed that Hush was canon earlier. Yeah. So the town historically has silly face thieves. We later see the Hush do that, so these notes don't make as much sense now. But like, he's like, no, that's unlikely. Bitch, you've got evidence of the fact. You've seen it. You've seen the face. Clearly, he never watched Face Off. God damn it. Okay, so technically, the face stuff was after Hush proper. But what good is Tommy Alley without the Paul Dini editions after the fact? Come on, man. When the doctor, 100%. No, when the doctor learns that Mouse is being monitored in Gotham General, he says he will go and take him and talk to him about this stuff. And I roll my eyes because, of course, this is Mouse's dad. Why the fuck wouldn't it be? There's only one guy who can do plastic surgery in all of Gotham. I mean, that makes sense. Checks out. Yeah. He isn't. He isn't Mouse's first visitor though, because Alice showed up in Crow Security to talk to him. Um, he asks which Alice she is. Because there's two of them now, and she goes off to Wayne Tower because that's where the other Beth was brought to, you know, anyway. I don't know why they were trying to leave and then gave up and just went back to the office. Because why not? I'm getting lost, and I watched it minutes before writing this down. I don't even know what happened. Alice sees the better Beth and kind of storms off and mad about it. And she goes to Mary's clinic, reminding you the manhunt is going great. She's casually cruising around the fucking city. Um... There she asks Mary for medical help before remembering that Mary has the antidote in her system from the poison champagne. Apparently it is a convenient cure-all, so Alice steals some of her blood before getting beat up by Mary, who takes the blood to Kate to save Good Beth with it. And I can feel her- I can- I just- I know Kate's gonna fuck that up. Because why put her in charge of anything, man? She's the chief wiggum of this series, and she's still protecting Alice despite- Okay, here we go. I've got my bits, but before we go into that- Apparently her blood cures everything because it had tea months ago. Well, I was going to say... I, I feel did, like they... It didn't make sense at the time that, like, you get one sip, I get one sip, and then we'll both be half better and we can work it out later on. Mm. But now now it's clearly making sense. It's probably not even in our system anymore. And I feel like that was just an antidote for the poison and they've just kind of, like panicked in the writer's room and just like um we have to put mary in it because we have to have every family drama happening at all times make her make her have like lazarus pit blood yeah great love it makes perfect sense yeah and like i said she gave it to kate to make the decision to save the good beth which and i'm like don't give it to her she's so fucking dumb we really need to stop trusting kate because she's still protecting Alice, despite confirmed kills being uh, definitely nine, but potentially fourteen at this point. If the kill count wiki is to be believed, I'm not rewatching it to count. No, she doesn't though. Good for her. She makes a decision. Fuck ups are abound, but for once, it's not her fault or her dad's. Those two are dumb as shit. Uh, he finally got shivved in prison, and I was surprised it took this long. Um, no, remember, remember, um. He's trailing off at I, I think I got lost in my notes there. Um, so, remember how I mentioned that Alice was the first visitor Mouse got? Yes. we got to go back now. Okay. Um, so, I don't know how Mouse keeps constantly getting visitors with police guard in hospital. <laughs> I mean, he's the guards to make sure he doesn't get out. Well, they don't do a good job of that either. Because, hey, check it out, the plastic surgeon guy was... The other evil plastic surgery guy, or Mouse's dad, 
which I assumed was just older, but then he took off his face, which was a surprise to me because now he hasn't aged in 20 years. No, that's nice. The actor's still identical. Perfect. I just assumed he'd, he'd like, aged and the, and the new actor's face was his face, but he peels it off. He's like, I'm still me and I'm perfect. I'm like, that's a, that's a weirder twist, frankly. Hmm. Yep. He steals mouse and a sniper rifle, I guess, and again gets past the police guard. Um, As you do. Okay, because now... While Kate sits with Alice in her final moments as she dies, okay? Yep. She suddenly springs back to life because uh, August right. wants to get rid of Alice because she's a bad influence on his dumb burnt son. Right. So he um, he sniped and killed good Beth thinking it was Alice. He shot the wrong one. Right. And because one is dead, somehow her molecules don't count anymore. So our Alice recovers immediately. But obviously she's um not fucking thrilled that Kate just sat with her to let her die because she chose the other one, huh? Hmm. You know what I mean? She'd be mad about that. Um, my only other note was during the Crow raid in Wayne Tower during these bits. I saw the octagon tiles in the lobby. With symbols on them. So I wrote down that the Jackie Chan Adventures was a pretty cool card, I don't know if you remember that. I do. Yeah. It was. I probably would prefer to be reporting an episode about that at the moment. Yeah. Well, do you want to uh, put a pin in it here? I think here's a good spot. It's not the worst spot. Here's a good spot. We can put a pin in it if you're, you're done explaining this to me the second time around. i got to, like, stop and take a break from my poor throat and brain and everything about my soul as well. Um, how do you feel about the show so far? It's fucking shit. It is a ride, man, because yeah, it does things and you're like, oh, I'll give you credit there. You used a cool name, like you referenced a character. You, um, you did a cool fight scene and then it'll do, like, some baffling stupid shit and you're like, but... You- <laughs> You just you, lost all your brownie points. So for that's like you knew better. You knew not to throw the knife at the at, at your. I don't, you knew not to drown a baby, and you specifically said that it was a bad idea to drown a baby. You drowned a baby though. Yeah. yeah oh man, it's so frustrating. But it's not over. So it's only just begun. So, ladies and future boys, make sure to rate, review, subscribe. If you didn't listen to part one, do so. Uh, and remember to stay tuned next week for part three, as we continue our journey uh, down the rabbit hole that is Batwoman. I promise that we'll, we will eventually finish recording these episodes, and you won't have to listen to it again. I've been your host, Toby Depola. Uh, I've been your producer, Kaya. And, and technically, this is good stuff because we are saving our listeners from having to watch it themselves. They get all the information. They get to raise their eyebrows a couple times, being like, "What? That doesn't make any sense." We fucking know. <laughs> My notes aren't the problem here. <laughs> Sometimes they are. Not today. That's, that's the problem that I have. You don't trust me. You think I'm delusional? No, I know that. I'm, you I'm the only sane motherfucker in this room. I'm not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in here with me. <laughs> No, but that's that's the problem that I have is I know that you're doing your best to make this make sense. You've you've seen the color like drain from my from my human soul as I'm trying my best to figure this show out over the last couple of weeks. Yep. All right. But thank you, everyone, who is bearing with me as I do my best. And um, yeah, stay tuned for next week. 
Have a good time and class is dismissed.